Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors on the microphone mobile with you today. Actually, I'm coming to you live from southeast Arkansas, Dumas to be exact. Rhonda and I uh, got a little road trip, brought her dad down here to Dumas. Uh, she has a friend of hers that had passed on and going to do a memorial service tomorrow. So we came down uh, early today and just got to the hotel and I've got to share a message. I thought I was going to do something else. I was um, on the way down here. I, I haven't noticed as we were coming down the um, the Bradford prayers are starting to bloom in certain places. And and God really kind of spoke to me. And maybe I'll share a picture later um, on our Facebook or something because I took a picture if, if it came out. I was going down the highway, but I took a picture of, of just a single Bradford pear, all the white bloom, you know. But all the trees around it were just still in their winter coats, just bland. And I and I, what struck me was light shining in darkness. And then it also struck me as you'll know a tree by its fruit. You know, there's so many things that stood out in that picture. And I began to look at these as we traveled down through here. And, and God just continued to speak to me about those trees standing out. Standing out in the crowd, you know, people recognizing you that you're different, that, that you've got the coat of, of armor on, that you've got his presence around you. You're, you're walking in his glory in the midst of this darkness, that you are a light shining in the darkness. And I thought, man, that's a, that was just kind of a neat thing. It was a neat, kind of a neat setting. But we got to the hotel, and I happened to check my Facebook and I had been tagged in a story from a friend of mine, um, and I thought, you know what? I contacted her, and I said, can I can I share this? I really need to share this message, and it is a very powerful message. There's some humor in it. Some of you moms are going to get some humor out of this, but there's, there's a very weighty uh, message in the midst of this that I really hope you catch, and I know that that is what my friend Kristen was trying to produce. She wants others to be helped by this message because it's easy to get caught. I titled this Pressed on All Sides, Pressed on All Sides. So this is what she writes. This is from my friend Kristen, uh, and this is, this is her story. I'm, I'm going to fill in some things, but this is her story. A good friend of mine wrote this. I felt like it was worthy of sharing with everyone who will listen. Every single day as we wake up and our feet hit the ground, we are entering into a spiritual battle. I will be the first to admit that so many times I feel defeated with the situation I handle. But that's because I'm those times I turn to me to solve it. Satan loves those mornings where you jump out of bed rushed and already behind to start your day. He knows that guess who forgot to put on their armor of God that morning. So as of Wednesday evening, I felt like I was under attack. Wednesday was the day Everly, her almost seven-year-old daughter, accepted Jesus Christ, and she was so full of joy. I actually read this post, Kristen had posted it the other day, uh, talking about the fact that her little daughter on the way to school, had, t in, in, in her little seven-year-old conversational chatter, began to tell mom how much she felt like it was time for her to give her life to Jesus. So they pulled over in a church parking lot, and, and Kristen and little seven-year-old daughter pray 
to accept Jesus into her heart. And she is so excited about this. So think about that as a parent, how you're going to feel, how elated you're going to be. And and here's this day that's so full of joy. Now, here comes Satan to steal that joy and peace. It was just one odd thing after another, she writes. Things from the past that were being brought up out of nowhere. I knew who was behind it. I also knew I wasn't about to let him steal the joy of that day. So here we are on Thursday. We start off our day with some Ann Wilson worship music. We all sang along and praised God on our way to school. I got back home with Colton, her youngest, after dropping off the other two and started on my morning chores, making my to-do list for the next few days. I received a phone call that irritated me because it was something I wanted to deal with at, not at the moment, but it was something I wanted to deal with later. I was busy tending to Colton and cleaning. I tried to let it go, and I, and I just couldn't. I let it get to me and just kept getting more and more mad over it until I was just in a grumpy mood. Then I walked outside to find that our cat had dumped one of my plants over and dirt was everywhere and the plant was strung all over the garage. I was irritated, even more at this point. <laughs> So we go to get Everly and Tate, her, her daughter and son, from school. <clears throat> I took the puppy with me to get them. The kids like the puppy. So I grab Everly quickly, and we go to get Tate. He gets in the car and tells me he's had a bad day, too, and that so-and-so called him fat, and, you know, he's just a little young fella, and it hurt his feelings. So this just takes my mood to a whole different level of aggregated aggravation. I turned around parked the car, and I walk inside to talk to the principal. All was good. Principal handled the situation for us. So I'm walking back out to the car where I see Tate and Everly are hanging out at the car windows yelling, it stinks, it stinks. The puppy pooped all over Tate's backpack. And sure enough, she had done so. So now I'm really aggravated, and my to-do list has been pushed back due to my mind focusing on the negative situations. We get home, clean the car up, the kids go inside to watch TV, and I decide to fix the plant and the cat that the cat tore up. I hear crying. I open the door to see a puddle of milk all over the floor, and Colton, my youngest, covered in it. He had broken his cup of milk, and it was everywhere. The night continued on with more stuff to tend and more bad mood. Hello, Friday. We wake up late and really, really rushed, and also still irritated from the day before. Tate was 20 minutes late to school, so then I head to the get to get gas, and like everyone else, it's irritating to pay the prices at the fuel pump right now. Then I, go, then I get a text from me that so-and-so was talking bad about you, and this is what was said. I instantly get mad, and I decide that I'm just going to say something. I'm going to approach it and just handle it all in one move, and then move on. That's when this verse popped up literally right in front of me on a TikTok. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. I literally stopped what I was doing, took a look back at the past few days and realized that because I had gotten so busy and wrapped up in myself and my things and all my to do that I'd forgotten to put on my armor of God. And Satan was throwing punches left and right. I had allowed those to knock me down and steal my joy. 
I sat down and I started talking to God right there. I asked him to forgive me for not handling situations the best I could have. So as I'm writing this, I'm beaming with joy now, and I have my peace back. Thank you, God, for <clears throat> thank you, God, for letting that verse pop up on my radar at that moment. Isn't it funny how God does things like that? My whole point to all of this is life is hard. We will deal with situations, good and bad, every single day. Just don't forget to put on your armor of God daily so you can handle them the way God wants you to. So every morning, as you open your eyes, remember, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, belt of truth, sword of the spirit, shoes of peace. I'll also point out that if you notice, there is nothing listed that is covering your back. This is her writing. My good friend Buster Holzer, me, pointed this out to me a few years ago in a sermon that he preached. He said that's because all other fellow believers stand with you and have your back in your battles. So when you are struggling, it's okay to ask others to pray for you and to help you through. So with all of that, let's just remember to always place God first before anyone and anything. Remember his words that were written and let God fight, fight your battles and give you grace to those who Satan tries to use to steal your joy. What more needs said in such a powerful sermon? It really is such a powerful message. When I, re when I wrote it or read it, you know, it's like, it is funny. I mean, you know, there's lots of things that we can all grin and shake our head at going, oh, man, I've been there. Yep, I've done that. Yep, I've seen that. Yeah, I've had to walk through that. And, yes, I've had to maybe curb my temper in just the same ways. Maybe I didn't curb my temper in the same ways. Maybe I exploded all over somebody. Maybe maybe I didn't exemplify Christ in my attitude or my actions. And, and listen, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Our flesh nature, this, this battle that we are in, is not fleshly. It, 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 the, our enemy is not flesh and blood. Our enemy is spiritual, and we fight spiritual battles. Remember our armor, our shield, and our weapon are all designed to fight spiritual battles and, and to fight them daily. We need to prepare our hearts. We need to get our hearts in the right spot from the moment we get up in the morning. I've, I've read something recently. I'm going to share some things hopefully soon. I've got, <laughs> I've got so many stacking up. We need to start our day in praise. We literally need to, when our eyes open in the morning, we need to be thanking God for, for all that he's already done for us, all the battles that he's already won. Do you know how many battles go on around us that we don't even see, that, that he protects us from? It's constant. There's a constant war in the heavenlies going on around us, over us, and for us. We need to keep that in mind. God's not going to forsake us. He's not going to leave us behind. He is our, our, our hope and our stay. We've got to put on our armor. And remember, just like she said, it is in the message, and I've preached it often, God showed me in that Ephesians passage about the, the, the armor of God that there's nothing covering our backside. Two reasons for that. One, we should never turn away from our enemy. Never turn your back on your enemy. You should always face your enemy. And two, we need fellow believers, fellow followers of Jesus Christ, fellow warriors to stand with us, to cover our backside. We need to cover someone else's backside the same as we need them to cover ours. Keep that in mind as we fight this fight. There are some out there who need you. 
you know, like many of us, we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to burden you with our battle, with our struggle. But it is what we are. We are followers together. We are believers together. We are family together. We need to support each other. And we need to be able to be that one who I can trust to call on. I don't need someone that I call on who automatically gets on their phone going, oh, hey, so-and-so's got a problem. You know, he can't handle this one. Oh, he's asking for help. Imagine that. I don't need that. I don't need you if that's who you are. What I need is a fellow warrior who says, I got you. I'm praying for you. I'm going to battle for you right now. I'll stand with you. I'll stand and I've got your back. I'll cover you. That's who we need around us. And it's who we need to be as well as followers of Jesus Christ, fellow believers, fellow fellow fighters in this battle that we're in. And boy, are we in a battle. Amen. We understand the battle well. And I know that my friend Kristen understands this battle quite well. You know, and it, it, it's such a, it is such a unique passage that she gives that the Lord says, I'll fight your battles. Yeah, I'll fight your battles. You don't need to worry about this. I've got you. You know, you, you stand, you stand alone and let, let me fight your battle. Let me find that scripture reference again because that was Exodus chapter 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Ooh, that's good. Man, that's good. That's a refrigerator prayer if I've ever heard one. You need to put that right in front of your face every morning. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. In other words, don't let your peace go. Always be at peace. God's got this. But in the same token, what I hear that being said is, you don't need to go off on somebody. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Let God fight this out. And I know that's how she was referencing that there with the struggle that she was in. Man, what a powerful word. I'm, I'm so thankful that, that Kristen's heart is open enough to let God pour into her in such a way and to share this so that others can, can be blessed by it, can, can gain ground from it. Man, we're all in this fight together. There ain't nobody exempt from the battles that are going on in this world. Yours may be different than mine. Mine may be different than yours. But this battle is raging. But we're going to win this war as long as we stay focused on Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I just, I literally just posted that to a young lady's page who who posted again, somebody, I'm struggling. And, and, I, and I literally just said, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Hold your peace. The Lord's going to fight your battle. Kristen, I thank you for this message. I thank you for allowing me to share it. Uh, I did ask her permission. <laughs> and uh, and I'm thankful that, that I have a friend like Kristen who, one, she she does call me. She does call me when she needs an advice or just needs a word. Or sometimes out of the blue, I might send her a message, too, and say, hey, just thinking about you today. You know, when those things hit, we need to do so. That is part of covering someone's back. And, and listen, when you ask somebody, hey, how you doing, wait for an answer. <laughs> I mean, let them tell you how they're doing because they may need you. They may need your support. They may need your sword in this fight. Amen. Shields up, swords up. The shield is our faith. Our sword is the word of God. He is our weapon. Amen. Whew, what a message. Got me all fired up, Kristen. 
We thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following us on our podcast. Uh, I'm I'm going to be mobile for the next few days. Have no idea what's going to come out of me. Um, I I brought messages with me, but I haven't used one of them yet. So I'm freestyling through it so far. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just following the Lord on this. Amen. God bless you guys. If you can support us financially, you know where the giving links are. Website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Uh, on our Facebook page, those, those giving links are there as well. Uh, I usually post them after I post a link to, to our podcast as well. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for for walking with us on this journey. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Uh, thank you for being part of this ministry. Thank you for having our back. Amen. That's exactly what it is. I'll have yours. You have mine. We'll walk this war out together. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.